Morning guys, today is August 29th, uh, 2018. Um, summer is almost over, so just enjoy it while you can. Um, hitting you guys up with episode eight of what I learned from comics. Um, this is going to be a two-part episode, really. We're going to break down one of my favorite groups, one of Dave's favorite groups, X-Men. And, I mean, let's get into it. All right, guys, I'm so excited. Let's get into it. So the way Marvel defines X-Men, they define X-Men as a team that is charged with the mission of protecting a world that hates and fears them. The X-Men have unusual appearances and abilities and mutations that are passed on to them from their parents. Now, the basic group of X-Men is comprised of uh, X is Professor X, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, and... This group, when they first got started, their core team was Iceman, Beast, Cyclops, Angel, which you know is Archangel from the X-Men movies, and Jean Grey. Now, the X-Men's major enemy is Magneto. This guy um, can control magnetism. He's probably one of the most powerful X mutants in all of X-Men um, storyline of lore. And he and Professor X go at it all the time. Um, they're two guys trying to accomplish the same thing, but two different ways. Almost like Daywood can say this, a Martin Luther King and a Malcolm X. Martin Luther King trying to achieve peace through uh, bringing groups together, through peaceful means, nonviolence, whereas Malcolm X trying to also bring peace and prosperity to people, but willing to do it through any means necessary. And so Professor X and Magneto bop hit a lot in the x-men storyline um some required reading if you want to get into x-men right now would be x-men gold you can also look back and get avengers versus x-men you can also read x-men versus inhumans and you can also read death of x and astonishing x-men right now is pretty good as well too now for all the power that the x-men have they deal with a lot of human bigotry and they deal with mute being hunted down by robots, which they call Sentinels in the X-Men comic book. Um, the X-Men have very human, very few human allies. Now, some of the allies that they have are the Fantastic Four, which is comprised of Reed Richards, Invisible Woman, The Thing, Human Torch. They also have allies with Alpha Flight, which is a group that currently right now in the comic books is out in space. And they also work with Captain Marvel. So the, Captain Marvel and Alpha Flight work together and they're also allies with the X-Men. They help protect the Earth against any type of threat or they also fight against any interstellar threat as well too. And then the X-Men are also allies with Spider-Man. Spider-Man has every once in a while come and help the X-Men when they've lost a headmaster for the team or you know when one of the X-Men went to the Avengers to help out as well too. Now the X-Men have a lot of frayed relationships within like their their relationships with the Avengers, with the Inhumans, um, and with the humans themselves. Now, the cool thing that you'll notice with the X-Men that is different from an Avenger is that the Avengers can wake up in the morning and get a cup of coffee. They can go to lunch. They can go to the pool. They can go to dinner. And they won't have to deal with somebody calling them a mutant or really calling them a name or hunting them down or throwing a brick at their, their window. 
an X-Men can wake up in the morning, let's say like Colossus. And let's say he just wants to wake up in the morning and get married to Kitty Pride, which does happen in the X-Men Gold comic book. Colossus will get a, a brick through the window. Colossus can go get a cup of coffee and somebody will spit on him. He'll try to go to the pool and he'll have a mob of people try to chase him out of the pool. Um, so they deal with a lot of racism and bigotry that the Avengers don't have to deal with. And I've when I talk about the X-Men in part two with Day, we're really going to get into the race issues, the labels and bigotry that an X-Men has to deal with and how some of the issues that they deal with in the comic book are similar to issues that tribes of people in America deal with today. Um, now, I'm going to break down some of the characters that you'll find in X-Men if you've never read X-Men before. Um, you have Cyclops, who's pretty much their team leader, um, can make optic blasts come from his eyes. Um, he's been the leader for that team for a while. Um, at some point, goes rogue. Spoiler alert, just to let you know. So he's very different now in the comics than what you know if you've only seen the movies where he's just leading the X-Men group. Um, you have Professor Xavier, the main leader and creator of the X-Men. Bald, can read minds, one of those powerful mutants in the X-Men storyline, but he can't walk. Um, he's crippled. But now, currently comic book, spoiler alert, if you see, um, he can walk. Um, you have Wolverine, which is probably one of the most prominent characters that people know of when they think of X-Men. This guy who just continually ages over a hundred years old, but still looks the same, can make claws come from his hands, can regenerate and heal fast, and is fast, can, has superhero, superhuman senses. Um, and what I mean by that, it's like he can hunt somebody's scent from like a hundred yards away. Um, he can hear at the level of like a hunter, you know, and he also, uh, I don't want to say he's superhuman strong, like the level of a Captain America, but he's stronger because of his antimanium, adamantium skeleton makes him stronger. Now you have a character like Beast, um, who is superhuman strong, superhuman, ag superhuman, has superhuman agility, but also is super, is really smart. Um, and when you break these characters down, they all come from their own different backgrounds, but they're very relatable, not only with the powers, but the things that they have to deal with when it comes to mutants, their interaction with their own people, but then also their interaction with human beings. Um, and you'll see this when you read an X-Men comic book, even a mutant might treat another mutant, uh, with some type of hate or animosity. And a mutant will also receive hate and animosity from a human being. Um, and you're like, man, they deal with a lot on top of trying to save the world or trying to protect, you know, uh, mutants or trying to destroy Genosha or trying to fight the Sentinels or trying to fight Magneto or trying to fight Apocalypse or trying to fight um, Silver Samurai or trying to fight Cable. Um, they, there's just so much more they have to deal with on a social level on top of their job of just fighting violence and fighting threats to their world. Avenger won't deal with that for the most part. They're not going to wake up in the morning. Captain America's not going to wake up in the morning and see on CNN that a congressman is trying to push a bill through that says, oh, we need to get away, get do away with Captain America because he's such a threat. And he's so bad. 
for the earth and for humanity. But somebody like Wolverine will wake up in the morning and a congressman or a senator will be trying to pass a bill to relocate him to an island where he's not a threat to humankind. Um, what you'll see in the X-Men, which I also like, is a lot of these characters get their powers as young people. So, I mean, being a teenager is hard enough as it is when you're dealing with school, your body's changing, you're trying to be accepted socially, but now throw on top of it, now you got powers and you have to deal with that too. And then sometimes these powers that they get, they get alienated by their own parents and family once they get them. So like, you could be in school as a normal teenager and you're going through stuff and your parents will still help you if you got good parents. Whereas in the comic books as an X-Men, let's say you just turn, your whole body's on fire. And you can make yourself turn to fire or you can make yourself turn to all ice at a moment's notice. Your parents don't know how to, uh, as an X-Men, you know, your parents don't know how to deal relate to that. They've never been on fire before. They've never been uh, full of, you know, uh, their whole body is ice before. They've never been able to shoot um, blasts from their eyes. So when they look at you, they in the X-Men comic books, in this context, they see you as a freak. And so you're not relatable to them. So now you're alienated at, from your parents. You're now alienated from your friends because um, they start to see you as a threat, your human friends. You're alienated from your school and you become alienated from your community. And this is a lot for a lot of these characters who get their powers at eight years old, 13 years old, 16 years old, even 20s. What if you had a good job and you were working in corporate and all of a sudden you get this mutation where your whole body can turn into slime. So all of a sudden you just turn into, you melt at a board meeting and you turn, turn into a puddle of slime. Your corporate buddies, your co-workers aren't going to be able to relate to you at that point and you're going to get alienated. So this is the type of things that an X-Men has to deal with that an Avenger doesn't have to deal with. And what Professor Xavier tries to do, I think this is why Day likes his character so much. Not only his mentoring is not so is so crucial, not just for helping the characters of the X-Men develop their powers, but help them also to deal with the anxiety and mental um, issues and social issues that they have to deal with as just as, as people. Um, so guys, what we're going to do in part two, I just want to give you a quick synopsis on who the X-Men are, um, where they come from. Most of the X-Men are based in New York, but then you have like a West Coast team um, to tell you who they are, what they do, main characters, um, things that they deal with. And in part two, we're going to really dive into um, race, some of the ways they're labeled, the bigotry that they have to deal with, and then how you can look at the X-Men on a deeper level of the comic book and see examples in our society of disability. You know, oh, I'm disabled, but I have this power. Or, oh, I'm a minority, but I have this power. Or, I'm a freak, but I also have this power too. And so you can see yourself in a lot of these different characters um, in the X-Men and pull from them and see how they're dealing with um, just oppression and being marginalized and being treated as different and not equal, but still at the end of the day, reaching deep down inside and with mentorship and help, becoming a better self and still bringing something to the table um, and bringing something to society and making things better. 
So guys, hope you like this. I hope really excited for doing part two of day. Check it out soon. We're going to get into it.